welcome to the Purgatory Podcast. Purgatory. You should <laughs> echo. Sorry. It's all right. I am our host. My I am the host, <laughs> McKenna Rose, and I'm here today with a special guest, Andrew. Would you like to introduce yourself? No. Cool. Alright, so this is the first episode of the Par- Purgatory Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> um, and the Purgatory Podcast, basically I chose the name because I feel like I'm in Purgatory between my teenage years and my 20s. I'm not an adult. I sort of live on my own. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of in college. Mm-hmm. But I'm not in high school, and I'm not a teenager, and I have full adult responsibilities, sort of. So what did SZA say? 20-something. Yeah. So we are 20-somethings. I'm currently 19. You're 20. You're um, you're 20. Basically. You're 27. I, I look mm-hmm. the part. Sort yeah, of. In you play my, the part. In, in my attire. I play the part, but I my face does not look 20. One man show. Yeah. Rose, 27. <laughs> Her. Yes. So, before we get into this episode, we're going to chat a little bit about our favorite things right now. Yes. Andrew is dying to talk about his. Yes, I am. I am. So, would you like to get into your favorite of the week? My favorite of the week. My favorite of the week has probably been like a week and a half. Um, It's been, this is the second cycle. It's called Cycling Through Your Skincare. And I saw on TikTok, and it's been recently blowing up I was like go me for having my for you page be calculated correctly in order for me to be on the number one skincare trend right now um but I'm loving doing the cycling of your skincare where you go day one you do a chemical peel day two you do retinol and three and four are your recovery days so you do like heavy moisturizers aloes, anything like that, Vaseline, slugging. Um, and so far, this is this is day seven. It's a week, actually, yeah, day of the week. Um, and my skin is beautiful. It's, it's good. It's compared to what it was like before, it was very dull, very, very lackluster. But now it's full of lust and err. You can't see it, but his skin does look amazing. It, it is glowing. Glow, glow. And this was created not by any random TikToker. It was created by a dermatologist named Dr. Whitney Bow. Yes. So, B-O-W-E. So, if you're interested in looking up more of that, definitely check this doctor out because I have seen the girls on TikTok who have tried this out and their skin has been amazing. Yes. Andrew's skin is amazing. So look into that if you are having skin troubles right now even if you aren't even if you're just looking to spice things up because it is so simple and so effective and it's yeah. definitely worth the go and your skin always needs to be renewed like you need to switch out your products you need to constantly be able to have a look make it fun make your skincare is never fun get up in the mornings excited to do that chemical peel once once every four days. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Yes. Whenever that day decides that it needs to be gifting itself to you in a 
in a very pleasant way. And the skincare <laughs> goes farther than just immediate results. Yeah. It is a long-term result. So when you are at 30s and 40s and you are still looking divine, you'll know that all of your hard work, all the money spent on Delta, it all paid off. It was from skin cycling. Skin cycling. I just, definitely need to give it a, a try. I haven't gotten on the train yet, but I have been breaking out on my chin like pretty bad. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Wait, wouldn't it be called bicycling? Bicycle. It's a bicycle, not bicycle. Tricycling. Tricycling. Four cycling. It's three days. It's four days. Four days. Yeah. Okay. So four Oh, cycle. two days of recovery. So it would just be an ATV. Just yeah. ATV all over your face. Freaking four-wheeling. Four-wheel. Through the skincare journey. Through it. Through the skincare world. You better be in the sands of skincare. The dunes. <laughs> the magical forests. <laughs> so my favorite thing, uh-huh. as of late, has been reading. Yeah. Which I loved when I was little. I was always a reader when I was young. Um, it's, it's a form of escapism for me, which mm. is not a good thing. Is it a bad thing? To be determined. That is for any escapism, but... Yeah, but I feel like it's a healthier version. So yes. I will talk about my love for reading that has been re-sparked in the past month, month and a half. I have read nine books. <gasps> yeah. That's so many. It's a lot, and they were thick. Thick. These are not small books, except mm-hmm. for three of them were small. But the rest of them, I think 800 pages of book, like... Wow. Lying through them. All one series or different? So five of them were one series. Mm-hmm. Three of them were seen, were a different author, but the same author for all three of those. Gotcha. That makes sense. So the three last ones I read were Colleen Hoover. Um, okay. Ugly Love, All Your Perfects, and It Ends With Us, which has been getting a lot of hype on TikTok. Those ones were amazing. Okay. If you're thinking like it's just a traditional love story it is not they're heart-wrenching they're real life problems so all your perfects is talking about um infertility Mm -hmm. so it is relationship issues that are caused by infertility and it has a happy ending but reading through the book it made me scared because i was like this could happen to anyone is this a would it be as have you seen pieces of a woman on netflix no Oh, I feel like, okay, in this context that you're saying that, I feel like it would be as heavy as this. And that is a very, very heavy, heart-wrenching love story and story of a woman, but... But they yeah. were they were good. Yeah. Ugly Love was a little bit more lighthearted. It sort of... It was more like a friends with benefits thing gotcha. um, with some past trauma. So yeah, the reason why they couldn't be more was because he had some dark secrets in his past he works through them that book made a lot of people cry so i will say it was more lighthearted than the other ones but it is not lighthearted um and then the third one it ends with us has i've seen the most traction with that one on tiktok mm-hmm. ugly love is usually calling Hoover fans most popular like their favorite after reading all of them yeah but the one that people read the f- first is usually it ends with us and that one is about spiritual marital <laughs> Spiritual. Spiritual. <laughs> Marital abuse. Spiritual abuse. So that one's heavy as well. Also has a good ending. Um, 
I wanted to like the main character so bad. I wanted to like Fasten Swaz. But the thing about that book is that it made you, like, whenever people are in abusive relationships, you're always like, just leave. Yeah. Like, why don't you just leave? And that made you realize that it's not that easy. Because you wanted to stay. You wanted him to be better. Yeah. And that's what was hard about that book was that it was like. You were playing Bob the Builder. Yeah, you were like, I get it. Yeah. I understand why people don't leave because it's different. It's different when that's, when that's you. Yeah. And you know all of the good compared to all of the dark. You want it to outweigh it, and it never does. Fix it, feel it, Junior. Yeah. Sorry, I'm stuck on the fixing part of that, but yes. So those ones were good. Yeah. However, okay. the book series that I read, I didn't feel like I was living my life for three weeks straight because the only thing I could think about was that book series. That's how I felt about Song of Achilles. I was so, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You tried to get you me were... to read that at the beach, and I tried. But I was miserable. I was so hot outside. Yeah, I need you to read that because you like that. I love books and book series that just you can't it's stop. Like they, it's your world. They yep. envelop you. Yep. So that's what this one was like. It was the book series is by Sarah J. Moss. It's a Court of Thorns and Roses. So think, um, so it's based off of these people that are. It's like a human world and a fairy world. And it's not the kind of fairies that you think. Like, they don't have little wings and they're not Tinkerbell and stuff. They're like monsters and beautiful people and everything in between. So there's yeah. the high fae, which are the people that are the main concern. And they are like humans, but even more beautiful, even faster, even more powerful. So they kind of rule that realm. And then there's the humans and they're divided by a wall. It's, you can't see it, but it's there. So you can't pass over the wall into the other world yeah. and they know about each other and so it follows a human girl that goes into the fey world by a, an event that happens where she kind of has to go mm -hmm. has to you find out later that she it's it's a little gray area there yeah um but i became so enveloped with this series it's called a court of thorns and roses i don't know if i said that already but there are five books out. There's supposed to be eight in total. And it follows this one girl, Farah, and she goes to the Fey world. She falls in love with one of the High Lords and there's seven of them and they rule the seven realms up there. And then something happens and everything kind of falls apart and it follows her figuring out her young romance and how she can be so in love with someone and also have a relationship with someone else. And everything is just so messy mm -hmm. and so beautiful at the same time. And it's like you don't know who to root for. But there's also a lot of self-discovery. So the fifth book is about her sister. Mm -hmm. And all of that is like... Yeah, I've seen people actually get tattoos for her book because they are so moved by her sister's yeah. story. And it's like battling your inner demons and everything. And then on top of all of that, I think so much romance... It's like Fifty Shades of Grey, but no one will know because you're reading a fantasy book. It is smutty, and it is everything you want. Ooh. Like, you cannot recommend this book to your family members, but this you will is, love it. This is Fifty Shades of Beige. Yeah. This is Fifty Shades of Green. Yeah. Of Blue. This is glitter. Yeah. All the shapes. All the stones. Every single material that you could think of as a color. This is that book, the series. Precisely. It has everything. Is that. It has every stone you could ever want. Emeralds. Theoretically. 
There's no actual gemstones, but because it's quartz and it's roses. Yeah, mm-hmm. but so it's you know, amazing. Yeah, I gave the book series to my sister, and she read the entire thing in like two weeks. She would. Of course she would. She would. It was freaking good though. Yeah. If it's good, I if if a book is good, you better watch out. I'm a train. I am a bullet train. I'm the I'm that new double the speed jet plane that's in the sky. I mean, I'm soaring through that world of that. Precisely. Yeah. I lost, so, I lost my plane of thought. <laughs> so our um, topic mm. of the day today mm-hmm. is Bring it on. college, Oof. specifically in-person college, dropping out of college, that. online school, yep. and jobs when you're somewhere in between kind of being a college student, kind of not being a college student, and not having a degree. It's the realm between color and black and white. I would say it probably is the black and white. In between the black and white, it's the gray. We are in the gray area of young adulthood. Yes, we are. Smudged together. So I'm going to give my personal testimony of my school experience in the past year that has led me to where I am now. So basically, 2021, I started attending Belmont University Mm. for a motion pictures degree, which is basically a degree for a a job in directing in the film industry. So I was creating short films, doing all this and that, and I was in college for about two months before everything fell apart. And Andrew was actually at Belmont with me. I was. So he experienced all this firsthand. Yes. I went to Belmont and everything was all fine until I got super, super sick. And even before then, I would say it was fine, but really it wasn't because I kind of hated it. Yep. I lived in the dorms. We had a friend group and then... We did have a friend group. (laughs) Things were falling apart within the friend group, which it happens. We were not there for long enough to cycle in and out of people and find our permanent friend group. But Belmont is a dry campus. So there was no drinking, there was no partying, unless you went to the literal ghetto in an Uber. And by that time, since it's in a big city in Nashville, it had already been broken up. So your entire life was going to school, it was studying or If you had a fake ID, you would go to the bars and spend an obscene amount of money to get sweated on by nasty guys in cowboy hats. Personally, I did not have a fake ID, so I was not on the bar scene, which meant that I was in my dorm studying or I was going to go eat with my friends. So it was extremely boring. Or my house, because I did not stay in the dorms. I basically lived at Andrew's house during those two months until I got so absolutely ferally sick that I could not attend class anymore, which was a whole thing in itself. So basically I had to drop out because we had an attendance policy where if you miss more than three class periods in a class in a semester, they would fail you due to absence. So despite having immaculate grades, they wanted to fail me out because I was too sick to attend class because of mold in my dorms, which they wouldn't clean out. So I 
Which was, it was rancid. It really was. There was literally mold flying out of the freaking air vents. So I sort of dropped out. I, I withdrew my attendance for medical reasons is the official reason that I left Belmont. And I had lasted until the middle of October. And then I lived with Andrew for about two weeks because my parents were divorced and I didn't really have anywhere to live. And then I moved in with my sister where I had, and I had to get a full-time job. So I started working at a bakery on the morning shift. So I'd have to wake up at 5 a.m., drive an hour to go get to this job, and I would work 40 hours a week. So I was doing this every single day for a couple months until I was just being so abused by management that I had to leave. Then I got a service job, which I have been working since then. It's been eight months now before I finally decided to go back to online school, which I start my official university tomorrow morning. And I have yeah. been doing separate classes at my own pace through a separate website mm-hmm. for about the past month. So that's my school journey. Yeah. Now Andrew is going to explain his, and then we're going to tell you what we think about both. Yeah. Well, I didn't even know. I didn't even know if I wanted to go to college. And I had grown up thinking I was going to go to an Ivy League, like I was set on track to go wherever I wanted out of out of the country and the southern countries because of academic scholarships and everything like that. Like, I really, was, why did all of us think that? Yeah, <laughs> like literally, because I I mean I worked my butt off in middle school and like puberty hit and everything just went out the window. It was oh yeah, and then I changed schools for high school and that. That was just a really big deal because I lost my whole entire basis for the past three years of development, especially in finding out who you were and then having to restart that whole entire thing with half of half of yourself not knowing who you are, half twenty-five percent of yourself wanting to be someone else to fit in with everybody, and twenty-five percent of yourself wanting to be the person that you want to be when you're in college. So I led with the 25% of everybody else. So I just did not did not do as good as I wanted to in high school. Um, and that, but that led me to not even wanting to do college in general and me wanting to find something else to do besides having to like have a college degree for it. So then I was kind of pushed into college, which I, I mean, I'm fine in the end because junior year hit right of our high school career and that's when i learned that like i love learning by myself like i love learning online like that's when COVID hit like that's when we had to isolate that's when we had to learn how to do everything ourselves teaching wise so i really really like that part of it and so i decided i only applied to beaumont i was thinking of going to school in new york but obviously did not have the <laughs> grades for that I had, I had good grades, just not good enough grades. Um, I applied to 11 schools. That's crazy. None of them were in-state, and I applied to Belmont four months after. Wow. Because it was the only one I applied to from school. Yeah. So I literally shut myself in a corner and... Said, do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's how I felt, because I was, I mean, I was thinking about going out to Arizona. I was like... Arizona sounds like my place. Like, that sounds really cool. Like, I love, I've been out there before and it's beautiful and I love Flagstaff and I love, I mean, I went to Tuba City for, that was in my 
in my church days. I was between Hawaii and Colorado in Beaumont. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of glad that I didn't pick Hawaii or Colorado because if I had dropped out and I'd been overseas or so far away, yeah, that would have been a lot more difficult just being isolated from everyone. Yeah. But yeah, it, the what ifs always get me. Yeah. But they also seemed like like a lot more fun. Yeah. But that's not what school's about, which is so hard which is, in the decision-making process. Because you want to grow and you want to get out of where you are, but like... Because I wanted to move to those places, but I didn't want to go to school for what I was going to in those places. And like, what's the minimum of that? Like to you, like what's the minimum of like getting out? And like we went to Belmont, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the minimum was like staying in state, staying where we are basically our entire lives and I'm gonna branch out and then here I am. So so going into college, not only applying to one place, getting in, whatever, pretty easy. I was like, I'm not gonna push myself to stay in the dorms because I was like, I just know who I am as a person. It, it's just not, it's not gonna work. Like I'm gonna hate everything. It's gonna make everything dull. It's gonna, I just don't, don't wanna mess with that. So I decided to stay home, which was probably the, the, uh, the decision I needed to make with hearing about other gay guys, even at Belmont, having to move out because of the uncomfortableness of everybody else, um, which would have made me feel even even worse about the experience. So stayed home, um, I had the, basically the same experience as McKenna, social, at least in the, the, the social department of having this friend group because we had the same friend group, like having to deal with people wanting to overpower people and then slowly everyone just dropping off. Um, and then having to deal with, I went in for architecture and I was signed with a, a mother agent for modeling in Nashville in August. So I was at, I was with McKenna at the beach and I got a DM and that kind of like changed what I wanted to do with my life. Um, Cause I was like, I think modeling would be so much fun. Like that would be the, the traveling, meeting people, doing creative artsy things. That's just, that's me. So well, it's both of our dreams. Yeah, meeting people, gonna have to get there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but everything else. Traveling and doing creative work has always been the forefront of our desires. Yes, absolutely. Yeah front lines um but so I decided to do architecture for the first semester and then I changed my major to English because I was like I just at least need to study something that will help me in this world of modeling so everybody needs a writer and I love to write that made me hate writing I hated everything about it don't like to be told what to write how to write let me write it would be fine I'm gonna get my point across either way like just get over it um, so didn't like that and then decided to do online school because I was like, don't like this whole entire idea of being a college student. Like, I feel like college students are very much given a, well, in my opinion, sorry, but people my age that are in college that are, people are going to hate this, but I just, I don't like them. Like, I don't like how they carry themselves. This is horrible because our audience is like 20 year olds, so they're going to be in college. I just think they, it's just like a different vibe. It's not my vibe. They're very social. I'm not a very social person. I think where you're coming from is that both of us have been through a lot of stuff. Yes. And we kind of matured a lot earlier. So while yeah. most of our peers in college are kind of just now figuring out adulthood, 
we were thrown into that years earlier. So our years of rebelling and doing all of these things because we were finally let out had already been over. Yep. So it was like being thrown into a pit of people who are just in absolute chaos mode alone for the first times in their life where we had already worked through that. It was hard to find common ground with those people. So we just felt like so out of place because we were in the same boat. We were mm-hmm. both looking forward to finding people that were mature. Yeah. We wanted to start off our careers and start traveling and um, making an income and doing all of these things while everyone else was mainly focused on finding what they wanted to wear and how people would perceive them and going out to parties and being invited to things, which wasn't something that we cared as much about as just succeeding and becoming the better version of ourselves. Yeah. And that, that damaged a lot of my motivation to do that. Yeah. Was being surrounded constantly by people that just didn't want that either. And just wanted to screw around and party and fuck off. So to just be independent for the first times in their life. Yeah, that's like that struggle of like, what? How do I do laundry? Yeah. I'm sorry, you don't know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You are 20 years old and you don't know how to do laundry. If you, I'm. This is a this is a warning for everybody out there. If you're if you're 20 years old, if you're 19, if you're going, if you are going into college and you don't know how to do laundry, good luck. That's. Watch a YouTube tutorial, babe. That's all. That's all you have to do. You you open the machine. You either throw in a Tide Pod or you put the laundry detergent in the compartment. Yeah. You shut it and you turn it on. Don't put the Tide Pod in your mouth, babe. No. That's not where it goes. Do not put the laundry detergent in the dryer. Mm -hmm. I saw that. What? I saw that at Belmont. (sighs) Wondering why their clothes weren't wet when they came out and why they were covered covered in laundry detergent. That's so disappointing. There are two machines. It's called laundry and One dryer. washes them, one, one makes dries them, them, one dries. Ask your mother, ask your father, ask whoever is around your grandmother. It doesn't whoever. matter. Ask YouTube, ask Siri. Ask the woman down the street, not on the street. She could be homeless and she might not know. Ask the little machine on your wall whose name starts with an A that came from Amazon. I'm not saying the name because she will respond to me. She will. But She's very alert. There are certain basic functions that you should know before you go to college. That is one of them. Another one is time management. That too. Um, Another one. Is sticking to your ground. Is feeding yourself and not eating cake for every meal of the day. It will be available to you. Don't eat it, okay? Alert. (laughs) Don't do it. You will gain a lot of weight if you do not take care of yourself. Learn learn how to cook. Don't depend on the cafeteria because for all you know, people are gonna get super sick from it. Because they do. Because they 100% do. There are many lawsuits out there against college cafeterias. Don't eat there, babe. Just either bring your own lunch because, oh wait, what? You learned how to make in your dorm. Even if it's a sandwich. Even if it's a sandwich. There are simple things out there. There are, there are, get a microwave. Pop a, pop a little, a little frozen meal in there. Papa. <laughs> you are like Papa. <laughs> you are like Papa, please. You are like Papa. Papa John's. So all that being said. Yeah. 
it's been said. All that. In-person college is good for people who are not good at telling themselves what to do and when to do it. So what we learned during COVID was that the way we worked best is if we were given assignments in a time frame mm-hmm. and were able to do them at our own pace, wherever we wanted to do them. Yep. And turn yep, them yep, yep. If you need an environment where you are scheduled to go to class at a certain time, go to in-person school. Yep. Because that is important. If you do not have time management skills, go to in-person school. But if you feel like you're on that, online college is probably the best decision we ever made. Yeah. Not only is it so much cheaper, it is unbelievable, but I'm able to work a job and go to college and most likely graduate early, even having dropped out for an entire year because I'm already at the point in my life where I can force myself to do work and turn it in while there's no one hovering over me telling me I need to do things. Yeah, there's no one 